all my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Boom. All right. Good? All right. Hello, my friends. I so hope you are feeling bright and strong and determined this week. Better health is always in your grasp. You're in the driver's seat, and there is so much you can do for yourself even in a single day. Every podcast, I hope and pray there's at least one thing you can take away and you can start with today because you're always worth making the effort. Remember that. There's a couple announcements before we get into the show. If you haven't signed up for the School of Doza newsletter, this is your cue to do so. Head to mswlounge.com to sign up and bi-weekly, you're going to get a bunch of emails from me that are written out in a Q&A style. And we get a ton of good feedback from this. And we want to make sure you sign up because there's a lot of great questions that are being asked. And I look forward to each and every one of your questions every time. It's one of the bright things I do every week. And number two, we do have a YouTube channel. If you ever want to watch this podcast in video form, simply search for Nurse Doza. It will pop up. Today's episode is all about the thyroid and the top five signs that something is off with your thyroid. And before we get into this topic that's very dear to a lot of people, just understand that the thyroid is part of a bigger picture when it comes to your overall health. And although the thyroid often gets um, interpreted as the main issue and problems with your maybe you know autoimmune issues, your digestive issues, your weight gain, etc., it's not the only problem that's going on in your body at that moment. But to focus on the thyroid, we're going to piece together how the thyroid affects the rest of your body. And if there are signs that the thyroid is off, you know, you can't really wait until you see lab work before you do something about it. And the thyroid is directly involved in your metabolism. It's involved in your stress response. And so if you see your practitioner once or twice a year, maybe, you know, once every twice, you know, every two or three years, and they're testing just the TSH, which we're going to get into labs too. If you're just testing one test or just looking at one picture when it comes to the thyroid, you could be missing the bigger picture. So it's also important that you get the right testing done, and we'll talk about that too. But let's go ahead and get into it. Class is in session. So the first sign that your thyroid is off, I want you to think about what your skin, hair, and nails look like. Because if something's going on with your skin, hair, and nails, your thyroid might be off. And a lot of times people don't associate skin, hair, and nails with the thyroid, but it's one of the first things that I go to in in practice. And when you talk about skin, hair, and nails, let's kind of get into it a little bit. It has been shown throughout the years that anytime you have thyroid disorders, thyroid disease, thyroid dysfunction, your skin, hair, and nails will be directly affected because the thyroid somehow directly contributes to the skin, hair, and nails being at their most vibrant. And you look at your skin, you can tell maybe it's a little flaky now, maybe it's not as oily as it used to be, or maybe it's too oily. Then you look at your hair, maybe it's falling out. 
And one of the most common things I've seen with hair is that it falls out in women, especially when they start having thyroid issues. And a lot of the eyebrows, especially in school, I was taught that the eyebrows, especially the outer layer uh, edges of the, th uh, the eyebrows, you could thin them out and you start losing them. And you've seen this in women as you age. Well, that could be a thyroid issue as well. And that's a sign that something might be off. You need to go in and, and see what's going on. And then, of course, your nails. If something's going on with your nails, there's always a possibility that something could be going on with your biochemistry, something going on internally that you need to see. So next time, take a look at your nails. Look at your cuticles. Look at your, even right now as we're listening to this, look at your fingernails and, and see if they're healthy. If there's divots in them, there's cracks in them, if there's scratches, you know, things that won't heal correctly, right? Ingrowns and things like that. And do the same thing for your feet. And if you see there's any changes in the skin, hair, and nails, because you have to examine this, you know, every day, then you can say, oh my gosh, you know, maybe something's going on with my thyroid because it didn't look like this, you know, a couple months ago. It didn't look like this a couple years ago. And it's one of the easiest things, honestly, that you could do because let's be honest, you look at your face every day. The second sign that your thyroid could be off, you could be cold or hot all the time. And this is another common issue that I see with people with thyroid. And if you come into the clinic and you ever do a consult with me, um, one of the first things that I usually ask is I, I love to ask, you know, what your typical lifestyle and your daily activities and how you feel throughout the day look like. And if you're cold or hot all the time, that's a kind of almost an alert to tell me like, okay, let's talk about your thyroid real quick. And if you go into our references in the show notes, you can see if the most common agencies, you know, governing agencies when it comes to like healthcare in this country, they talk about thyroid issues and the common symptoms that are found with, you know, things like hypothyroidism, which is an underactive thyroid. And being cold and hot is right up there with you, with being uh, having a, a hypothyroid. Well, when you have a hypothyroid or an underactive thyroid, you're sluggish. Let's just put it that way, because your metabolism is helped regulated by, or it's it's, it's being helped regulated by the, the the thyroid hormones that we're producing. And if we produce a constant amount of thyroid hormones, then we probably have a constant amount of metabolism. But keep in mind, you have to regulate your blood sugar and your insulin and sleep and so forth. But when it looks at the thyroid being underactive, that is a direct hit to your metabolism. And when your metabolism is off in any way, your body will compensate. So imagine, let's say you have a sluggish metabolism, right? Because you have an underactive thyroid, which means you're probably more likely to gain weight. And that's, and I haven't gotten to that part, but that is another sign that your thyroid might be off, but it's not the only one. That's why I didn't go right to it. If you're cold or hot all the time, I tend to think more thyroid because if you're sluggish in your metabolism, underactive thyroid, then you're probably, you know, cold all the time. Or maybe, you know, you just, you have to, you know, it's one of the clinical things that we see and I, I get kind of confused saying this sometimes because it doesn't always show up this way. In, in school we were taught, if you have an underactive thyroid, you're cold. If you have an overactive thyroid, you're hot all the time. That's not the case because when you start developing an underactive thyroid, you go from hot and cold very quickly. And, and this is what the most common thing is, is that women will say, I am cold and hot all the time. And if you think about hormones with women, if you're hot at night, you tend to think estrogen issues. I think hot flashes, I think menopause-like symptoms. But if you're hot or cold during the day, I'm thinking thyroid. And the metabolism, going back to that, you know, if you have to heat yourself up all the time because you're going from cold to hot, your metabolism is sluggish and your body's responding to that by heating up your internal temperature. Right, that's why you go from cold one second to hot the next, 
And you're like, what is my body doing? I'm like, I don't know, but your metabolism must, must be off. And so what happens is this person goes to, you know, like I said, maybe it was a, a woman going to the doctor and they order a, the TSH. And the TSH is the most common test typically ordered to see if you have a thyroid issue. It's called thyroid stimulating hormone. And it comes from your pituitary gland and it goes to your thyroid gland and it stimulates your thyroid to release T3 and T4. Those are the active thyroid hormones that you will actually need in order to have metabolism and have a good metabolism and be able to regulate your body temperature, regulate um, lipids, I've read, and cholesterol. So you, you have to think that when you produce enough T3 and T4 is the signal, the TSH coming from a, the pituitary to the thyroid, is it, is it consistent? And so the TSH will show us whether there's a consistent signal going from the brain to the thyroid to tell you to make thyroid hormones. And when you measure a TSH, the problem with most lab ranges is that they're not entirely correct. It's too broad of a range. Most TSH ranges, if you go back to our other podcast episode, we go into this. Um, the range is 0.2 to 4.2 on most labs. I like a 0.2 to 2.1 range for my TSH, which means I want my TSH on most anyone uh, to be around one, one point something. And most times when you have a higher TSH, you are going in the underactive thyroid direction. And if you have a lower TSH, it's going in the hyperactive mode. And it's, it's backwards if you think about it. That's why I say that it gets confusing because the thyroid doesn't ever present like it's supposed to. And if you catch it, like transitioning from hypo to hyper, which happens a lot with people, then you will be cold and hot all the time, right? You'll gain weight, you'll lose weight, your skin, hair, and nails will change, right? You won't feel good. And you'll catch the TSH maybe at the you know transitional part, six months into this, eight months into it, and the TSH is probably around three. Maybe it's around closer to four. And that's why I said this range is not great because if, if you look at traditional labs, the 0.2 to 4.2 range for TSH, let's say you're at 4.1. You're on the upper outer range or you're in the upper in range. If you're at 4.1, most practitioners will say, you're in range. Let's just wait and see. And this is why a lot of times people will get frustrated when they go to the doctor, or they go to the practitioner, they get labs done. And the reason why you got labs done is because these symptoms like your skin, hair, and nails and cold and hot all the time, you know, you, they make you go to the practitioner and do something about it, right? Let's find out what's going on. Let's order labs, right? That's what most people think. Let's order labs. And if you are uh, on the internet, most of the times like we are searching for information, you're thinking, oh my gosh, what could it be? So you start doing Dr. Google and you think, oh, maybe it's my thyroid. It could be my thyroid. I heard these are thyroid symptoms, you know? And you start looking at all the things and what it goes back to is if you go into the doctor and you don't get what you think is probably the answer, you're going to say, I don't know what's going on. All right. I feel like I'm not being heard. And that's where the frustration comes into play. If you say, okay, let's say, for example, the practitioner looks at your labs and they say, yeah, your TSH is at 4.1. Everything's fine, but you don't feel fine. You should do something about it. You shouldn't have to wait for the practitioner to tell you to do something about it because you know what they're going to do. They're going to put you on thyroid meds. And thyroid meds aren't necessarily the answer all the time, but here's the thing. If you can avoid them, in some cases, people can't. Let's be honest. I mean, if you get your thyroid removed, you probably need thyroid meds. If you are having certain issues that are very chronic and inflammatory, maybe you need thyroid meds. But there are some times when people can avoid it. And 
if you look at the transition from a thyroid going underactive to overactive, you're going cold to hot all the time, your skin, hair, and nails are changing. If you go into the doctor and they order the TSH and it's at 4.1 or at 3 or it's at 5, it's at 6 or 7, the wake-up call is, is that your thyroid is, is, there's something going on with your thyroid. It's becoming very underactive and sluggish. And I can tell you what happens next in these cases. Your body will respond again. Because keep in mind, if you've initially caused your metabolism to be sluggish initially and somehow it did affect your thyroid, well, it's a matter of time before something else is going to happen. Your thyroid then goes into active mode because it was so underactive. And this is where you transition over from hypothyroidism to hyperthyroidism. And this is normally where Hashimoto's occurs. This is where autoimmune disorders occur. And this is where people typically aren't addressing the root issue when it comes to thyroid issues. And that's what we're going to get into next. The third sign that your thyroid could be off is that you're tired all the time. And let's talk about fatigue. All right. The medical term for being tired all the time is called fatigue. Now, if you talk to anyone who's been fatigued their whole life, they're miserable. They have no energy. They have no function. They have poor sleep. They're, they're in pain a lot. You know, they probably have digestive issues. And it does sound bleak and it does sound horrible, but this is most Americans. These are most people in this world who are living in a go-go lifestyle and are just running at full cylinders all the time. They're exhausted. And remember, I led off with the idea that the thyroid is only one part of the bigger picture. The thyroid will be affected by the initial stress response in the body that taxes the body so much that it causes your thyroid to be suppressed as a byproduct of all that stress being put on the body. So the third sign that your thyroid could be off is that you're tired all the time. And you say, well, yeah, that makes sense. My, my thyroid's off, my metabolism's off, maybe my energy's off. But here, let's get to the deeper root of the problem. Your thyroid problems then start with your thyroid. If you have hypothyroidism, it did not start with your thyroid. It started with stress. And you say, well, of course, like stress on my body caused my thyroid directly to be suppressed. Not entirely. When your body is stressed out, your body activates your adrenal glands first. And if you go back to our number seven podcast on natural energy, we talk about the adrenal glands and we talk about something called the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. And what happens with the adrenal glands are that you produce stress hormones based off of stress that you encounter in life. And then the adrenals are normally the first hormones that are produced. And then after that, the thyroid then responds with their hormone production. So when you think about activation of just movement and energy being produced in the human body from the second we wake up in the morning to the second we go to bed at night, our adrenal glands are the driving force in our metabolism and our energy production. And what's fascinating about that is when people go to the doctor to get their thyroid checked because they're tired all the time, they will check their TSH. And like I said before, if your TSH is quote unquote within range being, you know, in the 0.2 to 4.2 range, your doctor says, yeah, you're at four, you're okay, everything looks good. I don't have a problem with the idea that they didn't do anything. I have a problem with the idea that we didn't check the adrenal glands. It's rare nowadays, still to this day, and I've been in functional medicine practitioner for a while. I've 
you know, been a chiropractor and nurse practitioner for many years, and I've seen lots of thyroid cases. And I have made it a point since day one to also look at the adrenal glands every time I look at the thyroid, because I know they go hand in hand after what I just said. It is still rare to find someone who comes in who has their TSH ordered and an adrenal panel attached with it, still to this day. Because this discussion about the thyroid and the adrenal gland connection is rarely discussed in traditional healthcare settings. It's the quote unquote alternative, the holistic approach that has to come in and bring to mind the idea that stress is going to stress the body out and stress is everything. It's sugar, it's lack of sleep, it's alcohol, but then it's work, it's working out, it's exercise, it's marathons, it's kids, right? It's life, sunlight. And by default, you're going to just make stress hormones from the adrenal glands, whether you realize it or not. So by default, imagine that every person who works a 10 or 12 hour job is naturally going to stress out their adrenals from the age of 18 to the age of 48 at least, which means they are by defaulting, increasing their production of cortisol from the adrenal glands. And there are research articles here that shows that high increases of cortisol raises your TSH. Hey everyone, have you ever wanted to drink your multivitamins? Well, the great news is that we have something just for you. It's called Boost, and I've had one of these every day for the last seven years, and I stopped drinking coffee years ago. Boost is a great way to get natural energy. There's electrolytes, there's amino acids, and tons of B vitamins in there, and it comes in a travel, convenient, to-go packet. Each box comes with 30 servings for a month's long worth of energy. Go to idovitamins.com forward slash boost. Use code NURSEDOZA for a great discount. That is your direct adrenal thyroid connection. That when you stimulate the stress on the body or you add more stress to your life, because we do, let's be honest, then your adrenal glands go into overactive mode, which there's a teeter-tot effect. If the adrenals and the thyroid are connected, one goes up, one goes down, or they're in balance, right? And if you're watching this uh, through the video, you're seeing my hands being connected together by my fingertips. And if my fingertips are connected together, I am pretending to have a little seesaw here. So imagine the adrenals go up and my, one of my hands goes up, the other hand goes down. The hand that's going down are my, is my thyroid. The adrenals went up, the thyroid went down. On the flip side, if then after six, seven months, maybe you know six, seven years of my adrenals being overactive and then my thyroid being underactive, what happens then is the body responds and says, okay, your adrenals are done. You can't do any more. You can't produce any more cortisol. You can't produce any more dopamine. You can't produce any more adrenaline because you have nothing left in the tank. This is that chronic fatigue syndrome. This is that chronic you know, adrenal syndrome where you just have nothing left. You are depleted and you say, yep, that's me. And you show up every day to work like this. You show up for your family like this every single week. And as you're like, yeah, I am exhausted and I'm with you. What is that doing to your thyroid? It suppressed it so much over the years that the body said, why is the thyroid so underactive? And what happens is the body will respond. The body then says, go wake up the thyroid and tell it we need some help because the adrenals are about to burn out. Burnout syndrome, right? And burnout syndrome means your underactive thyroid and your burnt out adrenal glands are, are, are kaput. But somehow the brain says, well, go wake up the thyroid. It hasn't been working make that lazy bum go work. And all of a sudden the thyroid goes from underactive to overactive. This was what typically happens if the thyroid and the adrenals are not addressed together. If, the, if you develop burnout syndrome, you have chronic low production of adrenal hormones, your underactive thyroid goes to overactive mode 
And that's where Hashimoto's develops. That's where an autoimmune disorder like the thyroid disorder Hashimoto's can develop. An autoimmune disorder, and we'll talk about this in the other podcast with, when it comes to autoimmune disorders, one of the most common autoimmune disorders is Hashimoto's. And I've seen in practice, this is me now as a testament addressing hormone issues for 12 years. I have seen Hashimoto's developed because the adrenals were not addressed initially in this person's life. And the reason I get on my soapbox about addressing and ordering adrenal labs with thyroid labs is because if you don't see what's going on with the adrenal glands and you address the thyroid the whole time by giving thyroid meds, bioidentical thyroid meds, if you've been on that, you still didn't address the root cause, which was adrenal burnout. That's why I always say I would even start by saying before I even get on thyroid meds with an underactive thyroid, what happens when I just go support the adrenal glands first? Would that help the thyroid? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. It would completely do that. If you are taking thyroid meds right now and you're saying, hey, my thyroid meds aren't working, I would go support the adrenal glands right now. I would do two things. If you're on thyroid meds right now, I would do two things right now. Don't increase the dosage. And obviously talk to your practitioner about everything that you do, but I wouldn't increase the dosage, you know, of the Synthroid or whatever it is you're taking. Because if it's not working, it was working, it's not working, to say, well, what if I go add adrenal support to this? Okay? Add adrenal support instead of increasing your thyroid med, see if it kind of helps with the energy and the metabolism, right? Maybe it helps with some of the stress response, right? And then on top of it, the second thing I would add is liver love. Our liver love by MSW Nutrition has been something that I've given for people when it comes to hormone balancing. Because remember, the liver balances all the hormones. And in fact, the liver helps convert thyroid T4 to thyroid T3 hormone. Without that conversion, you could easily have Hashimoto's develop after a while too. And so I could make the case to fatty liver and Hashimoto's, fatty liver and thyroid disease connection. Yeah, there is. Because if the thyroid's inflamed, the, the, uh, then the liver's most likely inflamed as well. Because the liver is directly involved in the thyroid. And so if there's adrenal connection, there's liver connection to the thyroid, how many times are we talking about this in our typical consultations or yearly physicals when it comes to addressing our overall health? And once again, you have to go into your doctor's office, your practitioner's office, and almost demand these types of testing and this types of thinking, or these types of thinking, because you you you're tired, you're tired all the time, right? And your your skin's changing, you're bloated, and your hair's falling out, right? And you're cold and hot all the time. The air conditioner is at you know 60, and it's you know like 60 degrees outside, and you're like, I can't regulate. And I get put on these thyroid meds because this is what I'm hearing from people all the time. I get put on these thyroid meds. And it worked at first, but then like it didn't work after a while. I'm like, yeah, you kept getting more stress. Your adrenals kept getting more burnt out. And then the liver kept getting fattier. And so this brings us to the fourth sign that your thyroid could be off, that your thyroid meds aren't working. How many people out there are on thyroid meds right now and they still feel like it's, it's not fixing the problem? And I meet a lot of, especially women, who are on solely thyroid meds, not on any other medication. 
And what's interesting is if you did all the research out there, you could find blood pressure issues, cholesterol issues, even blood sugar issues involved with uh, thyroid issues. And like I said, if you're just looking at just the thyroid, by now you have to know you're looking at small pictures. The bigger picture is what the adrenal glands are doing with the thyroid, and then of course what's the liver doing with the thyroid. Because like I said, here's that article. The liver plays an important role in the metabolism of thyroid hormones. That is the, at, it is the most important organ in the peripheral conversion of T4 to T3. That is your liver at play. So when I say liver love, and you hear me say it on every single podcast and every single video, and I, you hear me say it all the time, it's because why would you not support your liver if you have hormones? Not even if you have hormone issues, not even if you have thyroid issues. If you're on thyroid meds, if you're not on thyroid meds, if you're worried about your thyroid, if you're worried about your adrenals, if you worry about any of your hormones, you should be taking a liver detox supplement or a liver support supplement. And if you were to imagine, say, okay, I'm taking thyroid meds and I want to make my thyroid meds work better. Let's get into it real quick. Do you know what Synthroid is? Yes, you probably do know. Synthroid is a medication some of you are on. It's one of the most commonly prescribed medications in the world. And it is directly prescribed for thyroid dysfunction, especially when your TSH is elevated and you have hypothyroidism. It is the go-to medication. Synthroid is T4. And it is a commercial brand version of thyroid hormone 4. And here's why it's given. You really don't want T4 when it comes to helping your thyroid and your overall metabolism. The thyroid you really want is T3. And I say thyroid, the thyroid hormone you want is T3. The thyroid hormone you really want when it comes to overall health and metabolism and overall thyroid health is you want a lot of active T3, free T3, total T3. And that's a test that you should be asking for on your yearly exam when it comes to your labs if you're going in to check your thyroid. Not just the TSH, check the T3, the free and the total. But you heard me say, well, wait, your Synthroid's T4. Why would I just check the T3? Well, you would want to check T3 and T4 because like I said, those are the two main hormones when it comes to your thyroid hormones and you want to check the TSH, but keep in mind, there's a balance of everything, right? If I'm giving you Synthroid, which is T4, the practitioner is hoping that the T4 converts to the T3, which is the thyroid hormone you want. And in every clinical book I've ever studied and was taught in school, that's exactly how that medication works. But in reality, that's not how it goes down. Things like gluten, things like leaky gut, things like fatty liver can all disrupt the conversion of the Synthroid converting to thyroid hormone T3. So you imagine you wonder why your thyroid medication is not working when it was working at first. Well, let's be honest. A thyroid medication will give you more energy because that's what thyroid hormones do. But if you get energy at first and then it wears off, guess what? It's not increasing the dosage that's the answer. It's why is that medication not working as well as it once did? Am I getting used to it? Am I getting the wrong kind of energy? Is them, you know, those are the questions I would be asking. But what happens is people go into the practitioner and say, I still don't feel good. What happens is, oh, let's just increase your dosage. And their Synthroid dosage goes through the roof and it tops out at a certain dosage. And then what happens is you're still not fixed because I see this all the time. And then they put you on a bioidentical hormone because someone very smart came along and said, hey, that Synthroid they're giving you is just T4. Your body probably needs both T4 and T3. Why don't we give you a bioidentical thyroid hormone that gives you both T3 and T4? And the commercial brand version is Cytomel. 
So imagine even some practitioners nowadays are giving you Synthroid T4 and Cytomel T3 or a bioidentical hormone like MP thyroid or Armour thyroid if you're available to get it. And you start taking both the thyroid hormones you need. But what happens is if you go check the labs for the total and the free T3 and T4, are they in range? Are they elevated? Are they low? Because is the medication absorbing? Right? And you have to be very careful with the time of day when you take your thyroid meds, right? Empty stomach and so forth. Well, imagine they're not converting. Imagine they're not working. If you want a secret little test you can add on to make sure that the Synthroid's working, I would add on reverse T3. It's another lab panel and reverse T3 will basically tell you whether the conversion is occurring between T4 to T3 with your Synthroid medication. And if your reverse T3 is elevated, let's say above 20, okay, I think it's the range. Uh, 15 to 10 is probably a decent range, but if you're above 20, your Synthroid is not converting to the T3, and which means your medication is not working, which means something's blocking the conversion. And so I would go back and think, is it my digestive tract? Is it my liver? Am I eating gluten? You know, what could it be? Am I lacking iodine? Am I lacking, you know, um, uh, selenium, zinc, biotin? Is there something in my diet that I'm not getting that's directly contributing and honestly, going to back to skin, issues. hair, and nail issues, it's usually a nutritional deficiency. But with thyroid hormones, they need so many precious nutrients in order to make these thyroid hormones, the, these thyroid hormones, that sometimes supplementing with just one mineral or nutrient is not the only answer. Because once again, if you're one of those people that says, I'm going to do all natural, I'll just do zinc and biotin, maybe iodine if I don't have Hashimoto's, then I say, well, what are you taking for your adrenal glands? Because your adrenal glands need other nutrients in order to make their hormones, right? And then the liver needs all kinds of other nutrients in order to make you know themselves or make the liver function and convert the T4 to T3. So maybe instead of increasing the Synthroid, we increase the, the liver love and the, the knack and the milk thistle and the dim, and maybe that helps the T4 to T3 conversion. Maybe if you put some of that stuff in there together, you can watch your labs change. And you can move the needle with medications, but with supplements, you can too. And in, in combination, like I said, talk to your practitioner. In combination, there's a lot that can be beneficial to both parties. You just have to see what your labs are doing and figure out what, what's going on with them. So that brings us to our fifth sign that your thyroid is off, that you might have an autoimmune disorder. It is more likely that if you have Hashimoto's, you probably have something else previously that contributed to your Hashimoto's. And we have to really think back about this. I'm talking, did you have a viral infection, a mono infection? Did you get really wiped out when you were younger? And what people are surprised to find out, and this is from a research article, you're more likely to develop Hashimoto's disease if you have had other autoimmune disorders, including previous viral infections. Viral infections are frequently cited as a major environmental factor involved in autoimmune thyroid diseases. So if you think about your medical history, you think about your previous, you know, teenage years, your 20s, your 30s, previous decade, you know, was there a time that you were ever sick? Like really, really sick. And when I was in practice years ago, I was starting off, I had people coming in with thyroid issues who were tired all the time and they just weren't getting better on thyroid meds and they still wouldn't figure out what was, they wanted to figure out what's going on. They, they said there's something else. I would order tons of labs on them. And the labs that I would order was titers. There was a lot of titers and titers are blood tests that you can see previous infections you've had and if they're still active or not and they're still causing damage. 
Well, I would order Epstein-Barr on almost everyone that had thyroid issues. And guess what? Their Epstein-Barr was always high. And if their Epstein-Barr was always high and they had thyroid issues, I was like, there's no amount of thyroid medication that's going to fix your Epstein-Barr. Like you have Epstein-Barr. You have a previous viral infection that's now turned into an autoimmune disorder and you have to coexist with this. And so when it comes to Hashimoto's, if you developed Hashimoto's, you've developed an autoimmune disorder. But here, according to his research, you could have previous autoimmune disorders. Well, a lot of people have multiple autoimmune disorders. So you imagine if you have Hashimoto's and you have an autoimmune disorder, you have a thyroid issue and an autoimmune disorder, which means you have double inflammation, which means you have probably chronic inflammation on top of that, which means it may or may not go away with the right or wrong approach. So if you go with the right approach, it'll probably go away. You go with the wrong approach, it probably might not go away. So if your thyroid's off, think about the test that you could order, the TPO test. All right. Now, I mentioned this before with the other test that if you go to your doctor and you check the TSH, you check the T3, you check the T4, both free in total, you even go so far as to check the reverse T3, the full panel will also include the thyroid perioxidase TPO panel, which checks for autoimmune disorders like Hashimoto's. And with uh, an autoimmune disorder like Hashimoto's, your body makes antibodies. And when you have antibodies, you basically are making a defense mechanism against yourself. Your thyroid had, and your body has turned on itself, and your body now knows that it's so sick that you need to attack it like it's infected. That's what usually happens in Hashimoto's. And you have an elevated antibody production, and you can see this in the lab work on a TPO panel. So like I said before, if you order just a TSH, you're not gonna see if you have antibodies. And you imagine if you've been dealing with you know, thyroid issues for a while, maybe you didn't have a viral infection. Maybe you developed Hashimoto's because you didn't treat the hypothyroidism and the adrenal issues to begin with, and it turned into hypothyroidism, confused your body and your thyroid, and you produce antibodies because of this, and this led to Hashimoto's. So there's several ways to develop autoimmune disorders. It doesn't matter regardless, we're here now, right? You have something you have to manage, and it's chronic inflammation. That's what happens with Hashimoto's. Hashimoto's, autoimmune disorders, chronic inflammation. So if you have inflammation of your thyroid and you're worried about it, there's tons of things you can do about it, but you still have to reduce inflammation. And if your thyroid's off, it really makes a lot of sense to start taking care of your liver. And that was the step number four, right? If you're still not doing well with thyroid meds, it's not your thyroid. And if you're still not doing well with thyroid meds, it's not gonna just be thyroid meds that takes care of the problem. If you have chronic inflammation, a chronic viral infection that is laid dormant in your body, viral infections love to live in your thyroid. I have a study here that says there's direct evidence of the presence of viruses or their components in the thyroid organ. And they mention it here, there's retroviruses, enteroviruses, rubella, mumps, parovirus, and of course, HSV and Epstein-Barr. Now, that's not everyone, but it's a lot. And the more and more that I'm in practice, the more and more I think about it, anytime someone says thyroid issues, I say, have you ever been tested for an autoimmune disorder? And if they say, yeah, I have Hashimoto's, or they say no, I'm still checking the TPO on them. Sometimes I check the TPO over the TSH because guess what? If the TSH is normal, even at the two or one range, on thyroid meds or without, their TPO can be high. And here's the other thing that you don't know, but your TPO can come down. 
if you have Hashimoto's, I can't say it goes into remission, but I can say that I've seen the levels of TPO decrease in people with Hashimoto's, making me believe they're decreasing antibody production, which means they're decreasing inflammation, which means hopefully they're reversing some of this damage that's occurring to the thyroid. Because let's be honest, you don't want your thyroid antibodies to be elevated for 10 or 20 years. That can't be good for you. But like I said, it's a bigger picture. And so in conclusion, if you would imagine that you're thinking about whether or not you have thyroid issues, whether the meds you're taking are working or at the right approach, or maybe you've said, yeah, I've kind of solved all this and this is good now. Then I say, okay, regardless of it, here are signs that you can pick up on throughout this journey that maybe can tell you whether or not things are working. And you don't necessarily need the labs to, to tell you because I can tell you right now, labs confirm what you're guessing. But if you guess right most of the time, you can see a common trend amongst people. And like I said, if you go and look at our research articles, our links from all like the NIH and you know all those other places, they'll say, here are the most common thyroid symptoms that are occurring. And I'm telling you right now, those aren't the most common ones I see in practice. The ones I see are the skin, hair, and nails. They're tired all the time. They're cold or hot all the time. Their thyroid meds aren't working. Or they've said they have a previous viral infection or they have an autoimmune disorder. And because you like solutions, let's think about this. What would you give to someone with thyroid issues? I told you before, I would support their adrenals and I would definitely take Liver Love. Liver Love by MSW Nutrition is my favorite supplement. I take it daily. If you want a code for a discount, use code Nurse Doza. Knowledge is power. Use what you've learned today to help you get to the bottom of what's going on. It's so important that we be our own detective and our own advocate. And if there's any follow-up questions, please sign up to the Nurse Doza newsletter at mswlounge.com and simply reply to those when they come out. And you can also follow us on TikTok at Nurse Doza. Be well. Until next time, class is concluded. Keep working on your health.